The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Everyone, welcome. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Now, the special guest tonight is the Holy Spirit. Yes. And uh, he's already here, and he's got some really interesting things to say. Okay. So let's open up in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You are the most amazing person in all the world. And what would life be if we did not know you, if we were still blind, if we were still lost in the world, trying to cope from day to day and um, in a time where the world is just going downwards at a ferocious pace? Well, Father, I'm so glad that um, it's not like that. And I'm so glad that we have you and we're so blessed to have you. And so we welcome you here tonight, as always. You are our guest of honor. We welcome the Holy Spirit. And just have your way. And just talk to us, your kids. We submit ourselves to you. And your word will not return void. But it will prosper in a thing where to you sent it. And now, Father, I submit myself to you uh, as unto a vessel of honor, and I healed myself to you. Father, I pray none of me, really, really, really none of me. It's very important that it is all of you. Everything has to be Jesus. Everything. Because you have the most important things to say, and we want to hear what you have to say, including me. And so I healed myself to you. I say to you, Father, think through my mind and speak through my vocal cords. And um, I pray for those streaming tonight. And I pray for those who are present tonight. These people are all faithful. And Father, I take authority over any satanic interruptions that try to create unnecessary distractions And Father, so I pray that you give them eyes to see something tonight and ears to hear and a heart that understands. And I thank you for it, Father. I thank you for your your sweet, sweet, sweet generosity in Jesus' precious name. Those who agree with me, please say amen. Amen. Okay, so your prayer is answered. All right. Now... I just want to mention a little bit about the times that we live in, and it's very important. So God has really blessed us in the sense that uh, he started talking to us about intimacy, and we're going to be staying on that topic. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about God being our father for the duration of this year. We're going to be talking about how much he loves us and so forth. But, you know, the times that we're living in right now, I mean, we are hearing some really, really wicked things that are taking place. I mean, I don't, for purpose sake, I'm not going to be mentioning some of the stuff that I saw in the news, but the pedophilia that is taking place in the world, okay? And it's getting so dark. Now, notice the terms that I'm using. These are biblical terms that I'm using. It's becoming so dark that the powers that be are trying to legalize it. And they're trying to get your mind to come to terms with it. They know that it's going to take a little bit of time and they know that you're going to resist it and they know that you're going to fight against it, but they also know you're not going to fight against it forever. Because they've got patience and endurance. Yeah, and they, they'll stick it out until you fight, 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 and you get tired of fighting, and it's just the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's a persistent cuss. So that is the times that we're living in. We're living in a time now where world leaders are involved with drugs. They're involved with human trafficking they involved with, I mean, you still want to talk about a little bit of corruption. No, you're way behind. You know, we want to talk about, oh, the governments are stealing money. <laughs> That's nothing that. That's last century stuff, that. 
I'm talking about this is how serious this is getting. It is very dark. Some of the stuff that I saw last night, and I'm, I only listen to trusted news channels, mm -hmm. and I'm not talking about CNN, fake news. It's fake news. <laughs> I'm, talking, I'm talking about legitimate eye-opening sources. This stuff is getting really, really dark out there. So with that said... <clears throat> We are moving into a time now as the world is growing darker and darker and more wicked and more twisted. Um, for me, this stuff is telling me more than ever now. Believe it. You know, Catherine Kuhlman would say this term. She would say, I believe it with every fiber of my being. And the Lord spoke to me years ago and said to me, and he showed me, I'm going to be talking about Jesus's return and telling people about Jesus's return and people aren't going to believe it and so forth. And, you know, at the time when he told me, there was no evidence whatsoever that he's coming back yeah. in my time. You see, everything looked normal. Everything was hunky-dory and so forth. But between then and now, I see why I'm talking about this. And I said to Megan last night that the world has become progressively darker at a faster rate than I've ever seen. And I said to her last night, I never thought that I would witness that in my lifetime. This is how dark it's getting. And what do you think, if you stand back and you're looking at the bigger picture, what do you think all of that is for? And I'll tell you, it's very simple. The stage is being set and preparations are being made for the Antichrist to come out. That's where we are right now. People are preparing the way for him. The people are preparing the way. For, ooh, that's well said. Yeah, that's exactly with John the Baptist. That's with the John the ba John the Baptist went before the Lord to prepare the way for his coming. Now, now watch this now. I'm going to make a statement. There's a lot of wicked rulers that are in charge right now. Okay. Whether they are aware of it or not, I don't know. But um, I'll, I'll give you an example. There was, a, there was an up and coming actor and he posted a video. Now, someone says, what's this got to do with the gospel? No, listen, listen. There was an up and coming actor in Hollywood and he was friends with uh, well-known actors, if I had to call out their names now, you'd know who I'm talking about. And he had a verified account and people knew him. And he said this, this was his words. He said he is not suicidal. You know, when they start like that, you must know they've got information. Yeah. And he said, he, he said, first of all, I want you to know I am not suicidal. And then he said, you know, when you come into Hollywood... He said they, they watch you for a little while and then they approach you. And he said one of his friends, who's an actor, he said he never knew this, approached him. And man, they are involved, watch this, in satanic stuff. There's actually child sacrifices that are taking place. Yeah. This, is, this is how dark it gets. He started calling out actors' names, well-known actors' names, for pedophilia, human trafficking, and satanic sacrifices. And it wasn't long after that. He was apparently with somebody, they were driving, and he just jumped out of the window of the car and just miraculously died. And... Um, this is this is serious, folks. Yeah. This is now. I made this statement to Megan, and I want you to listen carefully. the The Lord told me this years ago. We're talking about angels, and we're talking about demons. Someone, a lot of Christians at a stage were talking about that everything is a demon, 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 demon. So I said, No, ma'am. And the Lord opened up my eyes to this, and He said, This. We are the ones that have the the ruling authority. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I call it a, a line. There's a there's a line that's there, and the demons are behind that line, and they can't come over to you as they wish, as much as they wish they want to, as much as they want to come and attack you and just come and slit your throat in the middle of the night while you're sleeping. They can't do it. They they can't do it. And you are you have a physical body, and they don't. So they can't cross that line. But the minute you start tapping into darkness. You go over into their territory. You are the one that crosses that line. Watch this. They still haven't crossed that line. They haven't crossed that line. You crossed that line. 
And when you really tap into some dark stuff, that's where the human being can make physical contact with a demon spirit. Now, watch this. You have to be functioning in some really dark stuff when you can come face to face with a demon. Really, really dark stuff. And this is where the world is. The world is at a place right now. The world is so, so dark. They are training little children to be confused about their sex. And they're trying to program them. Why are they, why are they going after the children? They're trying to depopulate the world. They're saying the world is overpopulated. The world's not overpopulated. But this is all demonic stuff. And then, of course, this dark, dark, dark stuff that's going on. Now, we're coming into a place... Where and the deception, wow, the deception is on another level. So, what is all of this uh, for? Where is all of this going? Whether these leaders are aware that they're doing these things for the devil or not, they think it's for themselves, they are definitely being used by devils. Definitely. There's people that are being murdered and the cases never ever get solved to shut the people up. And they're going towards a place now where they are actually making physical contact with these demons. And these are world leaders. And the decisions that they make affect you and affect me. So the stage is now being set. When I say to you that the rapture is going to be taking place, trust me on this, it's going to be taking place. We are at that place right now. This is the days of that Jesus spoke about. So what does that mean for us? Because from there, for the Antichrist to come onto the world stage, and they, they're doing things now to, to prepare the way for him, to make things easier for him. And one of the things is they are trying to create digital currencies. There's a prophecy that was given in the 70s talking about trying to take cash out of society. They've done that. There's hardly no cash anymore. This is where we are, folks. So what does that mean? Once uh, this takes place, the Antichrist is supposed to come on and then starts what Jesus referred to as the Great Tribulation. Okay. Is the church supposed to go through the Great Tribulation? No. no. This is where I see it as the love of God and God just reaching out to snatch you just in time and take you up so that you won't ever be exposed to this junk that's taking place right now. But now here's a serious matter and I bring it up a lot and I'm supposed to bring it up time and time again. And we're talking about the virgins. Um, where's that parable, Andrew, of the ten virgins? It wasn't in my notes, but it's important that we read it. So Matthew 25. Okay. Matthew 25. Um, Love, could you read it for us, please? Okay. Matthew 25 verses. Uh, 1 to 13. So read all of it. Oh. Which translation do you want? King James is fine. New King James. Okay. <laughs> Matthew 25, eh? No. Yeah. Uh, 1 to 13. Okay. Then the kingdom of heaven. Oh, sorry. Are you all there? Oh. <laughs> Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said to the wise give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out but the wise answered saying no lest there should not be enough for us and you but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves and while they went to buy the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut afterward the other virgins came also saying lord lord open to us but he answered and said assuredly i say to you I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Okay, so now let's talk about that. We're going to talk about how serious that is. I firmly believe with everything in my heart that we have got no cooking clue how dark this world is really going to become. Yes. They have got plans. I believe this message right here, the message of intimacy with the Holy Ghost, 
the message of a powerful relationship with God the Father and you, his son or his daughter, is the most pivotal message that will trump every other message. Because it's a message that cultivates a relationship with him. Yep. Now listen listen to what he says. When the other five, they said they were running out of oil. That's the key. It's not Jesus was rejecting them. They were running out of oil. Why were they running out of oil? I can tell you right now. Carnal lifestyle. Yes. Oil is a type of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Okay, in Israel, in the city of Jerusalem, where they had the temple, there were priests that actually lived there and they did cycles and they had a massive menorah that stood out in the courtyard. And it was the priest's job to make sure that there was oil in that menorah. Why? So that the flame would never, ever die out. Because that menorah was symbolic for the Holy Spirit. And if you look, the way it was set, the whole of Jerusalem was all around the temple. And anyone could come out at any time of the night and look towards the temple and they would see the flame burning. And they knew God was with them. But what happens when your flame goes (coughs) out? You're running out of oil. That's right. And now listen, listen to what he says. He says when they came back and they wanted to come up there, he said, I never knew you. I never knew you. Um, So can you see why it is so important? Uh, Jesus knows what is coming up. And I said to Megan last night, when we're going through this series now where we're talking, we're studying out the fear of the Lord. We're talking about holiness. And there's a reason for that. And we're talking about intimacy. All of those things are related. And the reason why they are related, and we'll get into that just now. I said to Megan, this message, I believe, is a cry of love from God. Because he's telling you to get ready. Yes. That's right, Morris. It's a warning. He's telling you to get ready Mm -hmm. so that you don't run out of oil, Mm -hmm. so that you are always full of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Always prepared. Always prepared. So we're going to be staying with this message of drawing near. Now, I've got a question. I've just jotted down notes as I heard the Holy Ghost talk. Watch this. Last week, Megan preached a really good message. And the message was, yes, we know that God calls us friends and so forth. And we know God is a friend to us. And we know how much God loves us and so forth. But she asked this question, are you a friend to God? And that just changes the dynamic completely. Are you a friend to God? Can you genuinely answer that? And then I got this question about that. What did you do differently this week when you heard that message last week? Did you act out on it? Did you do something about it? Did you say, God, I need to be a better friend to you? Were you working on your relationship with him this week? I heard this statement um, that came by the Holy Ghost through Smith Wigglesworth. He said, if you haven't progressed today compared to yesterday, you have backslidden. If you have not progressed today compared to yesterday, you have backslidden. That's a strong statement. Mm -hmm. See, it's quite up in this place. You know, when we get to heaven, those who are going, here's reality. Should I be preaching like this? Oh, Brother, you, you're taking my faith away from me when you talk like that. Some of us here will be caught up in the rapture. That's, I'm going. Me too. <laughs> and some are staying. Some, someone says, oh, that's, why are you saying that? I feel very discouraged. <laughs> that's the truth. How many virgins were there? Ten. Ten. How many went up? Five. How many stayed? Five. 50% of the church is going. Watch this. When you get to heaven, I thought about this because I said this to the Holy Spirit today. And you walk down the hallway to get to the doors of the banquet room that I've seen. I've seen that hallway. I know where the doors are. And you walk into that room and you look around because there's a lot to take in. A lot just happened. A few minutes ago, you were on the earth and then you heard a trumpet. And then you just started floating upwards. And as you were looking down, there were people screaming and crying a lot of chaos. You had peace in your heart because you knew about this. Trevor was preaching it. Megan was preaching it. Andrew was preaching it. Even Marius on occasion. (laughs) 
So you were you were prepared for it. You had faith for it. And then you come in and you see this beautiful city. And you, everyone just goes to the main hall. Because why? There's a banquet. And guess what? You, the guest of honor. And when you walk, like I say, when you walk through that hallway, and man, it's like, it's like wealth like you've never seen in your life. And you walk into that banqueting room, and that banquet room is huge. And everyone is, everyone's filling up, you know. And you sit down at that table, and you're just taking everything in. This is reality. This is going to happen. And you're looking at these beautiful plates and side plates and crockery like you've known. And you know, like you know, like you know, this stuff is expensive, and you better not break a plate. <laughs> And then out comes Jesus and there's a hush across the room and everyone keeps quiet and your eyes lock on him and he looks at you and you think to yourself, wow, he makes you feel like you're the most important person in the world. And you look and you can't help but miss the holes in his hands. And you look automatically, you look down at his feet and there's the holes in his feet and you just stare at it and he's just happy that you're there. And your question is this. What did I do to deserve this? Because that's that's something that's going to cross your mind. What did I do to deserve this? You know, when I was uh, a young boy growing up and you, you come to a place where you are now dating and you're looking for a relationship. And I've seen a couple of girls and I've seen how women and men treat each other and so forth. And yes, like it. There's, there's no hope there when you look in the world. You see the divorce rate has just escalated fast. And um, I was involved with a girl, as you know, you guys know the story. And I prayed, I prayed it out and the Lord said, this is not the one for you. And I said, okay. And he said to me, I've got someone else prepared for you. And of course, uh, time went on and I stood in faith and I called myself married. And I believed God under all circumstances. And woman came into my life and I thought, okay, this could be the one. And every time the Lord would say, no, no, no. And then came the day that I met Megan and the Lord said to me, she'll make a good wife. Talking to me now. And I said, okay. And I thought he was talking about for some other guy. And I said, um, uh, hey, the Lord told me you're going to make a good wife. Amen. God bless you. <laughs> you know? And time went on and the Lord brought it up again. And he said, now I'm talking to you. <laughs> And he said, Megan will make a good wife. And I said, okay. And of course, uh, we got together. And we've known each other how many years before we got married? Um, it was uh, five. No, we dated for about 11 years. Okay. Yeah. 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 We know each other from age 12, but yeah. when we really connected. <laughs> and yeah. we're married now four. And... Still to this day, there's times, even last night, there's a lot of times I don't say anything to her. I just stare at her. I'm just like talking oh, no. to him and then I'm yeah. looking, he's like staring at me. I'm like, this is weird, eh? <laughs> You're not listening to what I'm telling you. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> now watch this. Uh, now watch this. I said, I said all that. I said all that to say this. There's times that I just stare at her. I just, I just look at her and I got this smile on my face. And I say to myself, what did I do to deserve this? Serious. Because I know I did not. I did not earn this. And she is an outstanding woman, really. Outstanding woman. And I sit there and still to this day, I sit and I say, what did I do to deserve? I can't figure it out. And that's how it's going to be for you. Because you know that you don't deserve heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at Jesus standing up there in that crowd and you see the holes in his hands, you know you did not deserve that. And you're going to look at and all of that, the, the city of heaven and everything in it is for you. And you, you're going to know that. You're going to know. Right now it's knowledge, but when you're there, that table that you're sitting on, at that chair that you're sitting on, the plates, the glasses, the forks, the knives, all of it, the cutlery, everything, the food, you know you didn't deserve that. And you're going to ask that question, what did I do to deserve this? Because it's going to be very hard to try and comprehend. And what I'm saying is that's love on another level. Yes. 
But watch this. Again, it goes back to 50% of the church is only going to experience that. Is that okay if I bring you back to reality? 50% of the church. Now, I want you to go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 14. Still looking, James, right? Yeah. Amen. You there? Guys, this is what I'm, what I'm sharing with you. This is reality. This is God reaching out to you. This is Him loving you. He knows what's coming up. He knows some of you are slack. He knows it. He knows some of you are lazy. And He doesn't want to give up on you. Verse 14. The scripture says, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Can we, can we just camp on that? Think about that. That's what I'm saying. New King James says, pursue peace. Yeah. It means to hunt it down. You must want this with everything inside of you because watch this. And, and you must have it with all men. Watch this. And holiness. So he's also saying, don't just pursue peace. Don't just hunt after peace and overtake it. You are supposed to chase after holiness. You must want holiness. Why? Because without it, no man is going to see the Lord. Um, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 and verse 27. Guys, we're talking about the reason why 50% of the church is not going to be raptured. 26 and 27. So Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 and 27. We love the brother. That's right. And that's that's part of like molding into God who is love. Yeah. So yeah. Very good, Andrew. You guys uh, there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um it's interesting what you said because I told Chantel uh last couple of days because we started to slack off at one point and the Lord was showing me a lot of things and I said God is showing David the same thing and God was telling me that you know what there's not gonna is gonna come a time he says this word you got there is precious. It's come a time where the the way you're not gonna have that word. That's right. God was showing to me now you can ask her. I told her things that get bad. No. And um, the world's going to be wicked. That's right. And that we need to start preparing ourselves. I said it's easy to enjoy the things of the flesh, but you know, God says you must be ready. Yeah. He says that there's a lot of people that's going to die and perish, but these people need to know Jesus, and you mm -hmm. need to start going out there and spreading the good word and sharing God's goodness and getting people saved. That's yes. right, Amen. Frank. That's Amen. what he told me, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting I'm going to say jitters in my back because it's like they say the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, brother. Let's read this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26 and 27. You guys there? Yes. That he might sanctify. You know what sanctify means? It means to set apart. That's it. Separate. That's it, Morris. Let's read it like that. That he might separate and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that it should be holy and without blemish. There it is again. What church is Jesus coming back for? A successful church? Is he coming back for a healed church? Is he coming back for a prosperous church? Is he coming back for a church where the the people that are working in the offices, their admin and their books are up to date? Is he coming back for... A church that they're making sure that it grows and there's more attendance. It's coming back for a church that doesn't have a spot or a wrinkle or any such thing. That's all that he's looking for. That is it. One thing. That's what he's coming back for. So what is a spot? What is a wrinkle? That's someone who's not making the effort to live holy. And if you're not living holy, you're not going to see the Lord. I see um, a church with a spot or blemish as people who have unrepented sin. Yeah. Because that would be a blemish. Mm. So. Let this linger in you once again. 
Do you want to be the one walking down the hall with a whole lot of brothers and sisters in the Lord making your way to the doors and for the first time your eyes see this famous banqueting room that we've always heard about? You are there. You're like, my God, man, I read about this. I'm actually here. Do you want to be that person? Or do you want to be the person that's still stuck on the ground and you have to watch people from Trevor Van Fieren Ministry is going up in the air. Huh? Oh, that Trevor and Megan just in that podcast of Andrews on a Monday. I should have listened to it. <laughs> and that, that little Afrikaans Bible bites from Marius on a Wednesday. <laughs> what was wrong with me? Put yourself in the shoes where you, you're watching those people go up right in front of your eyes. And you, let me tell you something now. You're going to try and do something. You're not going to just sit there and say, oh, well, mm, it's me and the Antichrist. <laughs> no. You're going to jump up and down. You're going to try and grab their legs. You're going to scream. You're going to cry. You're going to beg God. You're going to sob because reality has kicked in. You don't have oil. Or let me say it like this. You don't see the Lord. How do you know if you're going to go up in the rapture? You can make your statements all you want. But you know what the giveaway is? Are you seeing him Yeah, That's it right there. If you see him yeah, you're going to see him there. You'll go up in the rapture. And we'll get to that now. First Peter chapter 1 verse 15. Amen. 1 verse 15. You there? Yes. But as he which called you is holy... So be he holy, watch this, in all manner of conversation. That's just an old English word for manner of life. Your lifestyle, in other words. In all your conduct. Yeah. Yeah. Let's read that again. But as he which has called you is holy, so be he holy in all manner of life, or your lifestyle, or your conduct, your daily activity. Not just on a Sunday when you're at church, or Wednesday when you come to home church. Yeah. Hmm? Lord, what did you want to say? There was something that you wanted to say. So can you see that um, I, I was uh, listening to this message just yesterday, and the Lord gave me this statement and I thought this is so powerful. And we're talking about we're talking about holiness now. And you can see that holiness is very, very important. Oh, thank you, Lord. Uh, well, let me just make a note of that. I like the Passion Translation. It says there, instead, shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you. Oh, that's good, Marius. Yeah. Can you see how important holiness is? Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle. What does that mean? That means you need to cut out the junk that is in your life. That's your responsibility. You've got to kick out the world. Watch this. Um, You need to get rid of the anger, the unforgiveness. You need to get rid of the bitterness, the murmuring, the complaining. You need to get rid of all that junk. It's got to go because you don't hear your father do those things. Um, like I said yesterday, the Holy Ghost gave me this statement. Just a very simple statement. Very strong statement. I was minding my own business and he just, he gave this to me. And he said, he's talking, he said, this is what the devil thinks of everyone on planet earth. Whether you're a Christian or not, he says, Satan calls you a reject. Okay. Now just think on this. There is no other God. It's just God and the devil. There's only light and there is only dark. People want to say there's many ways to God. There is no many ways to God. There's only one way to God. And that's through Jesus Christ. That's it. End of story. You can say what you want to me. I don't care. I'm going up in the rapture. You get to stay behind. And you can take your stupid ideas and present it to the Antichrist. Doesn't faze me at all. But there is only light and there is only dark. There is only God and there is only Satan. Yes, amen. And this is what the Lord said to me. He said, Satan thinks you are a reject. I think he is a reject. (laughs) Okay, watch where I'm going with this. So why is the church still holding on to anger? Still holding on to bitterness? Still holding on to hatred? Still holding on to unforgiveness? Because they are wrestling with flesh and blood. Because that's the works of the devil, that. But they don't want to make the correction and live for their father. But they're doing the works of someone who thinks that they are reject. Help me with maths. I mean, I did maths. But that doesn't add up to me. Why would you do that? Why, why would you a Christian 
You're supposed to be siding with God. Yes. <clears throat> I'm helping you here to step over into holiness. You've got to ask yourself the question. If you, if you get angry very quickly, if you struggle with unforgiveness, those are the things that belong to the devil. Yeah. He thinks you a reject. Why are you holding on to those things when he hates your guts? When the one who loves you is trying to get you free. Why are you doing that? I'm, I'm showing you how to step over into holy. You've got to cast the stuff off. Mm -hmm. Let's go to, quickly, let's go to Ephesians. Let's go back to Ephesians. I'll tell you right now. I believe it's chapter 5 or the last little bit. No, chapter 4. The last little bit of chapter 4. Are you there? Yes. Yeah. 29. Yeah, 29. You guys there? Yes. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Yes. But that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Watch this. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind one to another. I don't want to do that. Well, you're not going to see the Lord. Yeah. Be kind one to one another. Be tender-hearted one to another. Forgiving one another. Even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. Watch this. Let's carry on in uh, verse 3. But fornication and uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that, here we, go, here we go again, for this you know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. There it is again. You're not going to see God when you're holding on to these things. So basically, I could sum it up in short. If a person's living in sin, they're not going to get him. That's it. And that's not God's choice. So that's no. the fact that sin separates us yes. from him. That's it. So, yeah. In closing, I want to challenge you and I want to ask you something. When Megan said uh, last week, are you a friend of God? And uh, here's the question to that. When you are a friend with someone, she started off the meeting with you get to know them. Yeah. You get to know who they are as a person. In other words, you see a side to them that no one has ever seen before. Because you've taken the time. You are not going to get to know the Lord. And he's a real person. Let me tell you something now. Yeah. He's a very real person. He's so real, he's yeah. And the most precious gift that you can give someone yeah. time, you can't get it back. That's right. Now remember I said, you, if you're living holy, you're going to see him. Yeah. And I said, here's a, good, here's a good thing. How do you know you're going to go up in the rapture? How do you know you're going to go through those banqueting doors? If you see him yeah, on the earth. My question to you is, have you seen him yet? And if you have, tell me something. What have you seen about him this month? Last month, did you see anything, anything at all about him? I'll start. Something that I really saw and he was able to convince me about is that he is exceptionally generous when it comes to healing. I've never seen that before about him. I've always seen in the scriptures and I've heard really good messages on healing and so forth. But he has really opened up my eyes to how generous and how free he is to give of himself for healing. So much so that it's almost like I saw something new about him. And then another thing that I saw about him as well. Thank you, Lord. I saw that everyone is always trying to get a move of God. Yeah. This is something that he's shown me. This is something that I have seen about him. That's why I know I've seen myself go up in the rapture. I know I'm going to go up in the rapture. But I know I'm going to go up in the rapture because I see him here. Yeah. 
I talk to him throughout the day. We have a relationship. And I listen to him too. He talks back to me. He tells me things. A lot of people say, watch this. A lot of people say, the Lord said this to me. The Lord said this to me. The Lord said this to me. But there's not one thing that they have seen about him. So I don't even bother. I don't, I don't listen to people like that. Now, there's something that I saw about him. He said, have you noticed everyone is almost in a begging position when it comes to me to be present in a room or in a church service? I said, yes, I've noticed that. And it's almost as if if they see just a little move of God. Wow. We have been blessed today. God has... God is here as if he wasn't here in the morning, as if he wasn't here when the church building was empty, but you had to come to work and you had admin to do. And yet he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And he showed me something about himself. And I saw, he said, I'm always ready. I'm always willing. And he said, you don't have to beg me to show up. He said, in fact, I'm there. He said, it's you people. It's not me. Now, that is something that I saw of him. And I don't struggle with that anymore. I see how keen and how excited he is to give of himself every time. So now I'm very aware of him. Because he said, you do me a disservice when you ignore me. And I must just put up with it. And it goes on for days and days. And then they say, where is the Holy Ghost? We need to pray for revival. No, you need to acknowledge that he's there. Can you see what I'm talking about? I'm talking about seeing something about him. I saw that about the Lord. I saw how generous he is. I saw how quick he is to heal. Man, Peter was throwing handkerchiefs at people and they were getting healed. (laughs) You, you, You see what I'm saying? But if you don't have a relationship with him, you won't see that, even though he is like that and it's not his fault. So I want to ask someone else, anyone here, is there something that you can say you actually saw about him, saw about his character, saw about his personality, saw about his nature that has changed your perspective about him now? So uh, for me, something that I... I think really imprinted me was when he showed me that the Holy Spirit is the only Godhead left on the earth. He's the one mm, on the earth. That was good. Love. He left love, the, the spirit of love in the earth for us. For me, that is that is love on its own because he could have left us alone mm, yes. in the earth to fend for ourselves, yeah. but he didn't. He made sure that we had someone who would comfort us, who would teach us, who would guide us. He, he, like the Holy Spirit is our, our Father's Spirit here with us in our everyday life. We are never, ever alone. Mm-hmm. And like that really stood out to me because I've never, I mean, we all know about the Holy Spirit, but we've never really acknowledged him. That's right. Yeah. We pray in the Holy Spirit. And, yeah. You know, we talk about baptizing people in the Holy Spirit as if he's just like a fly on the wall sort of yeah. thing or whatever. He's not really lifted up to, to what he's supposed to be. And I was made aware of his existence as a person as my my guide in everything you know that we said people got spiritual guides yeah. <laughs> he literally is my guide yeah. Yeah. um he's my protector he's my his wisdom like in the earth he is truth in the earth because he teaches you about that's why i pray before i read the word and i ask the holy spirit to open up the scriptures for me because i mean at the end of the day he wrote the scriptures yeah, yeah. so yeah. he knows the scriptures and if you want to understand the scriptures who do you go to the one who inspired it. That's well, right. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, he knows the mind of God. Yeah. Yes. You know, so that's really awesome. Yeah. So I think that was one of the things that really, for me, is such a huge element of love, is understanding that the Holy Spirit was given to us in place of Jesus, because Jesus, with Jesus leaving, he didn't leave us alone as orphans. He sent the Holy Spirit for yes. us, so we would never be alone. Sure. That was really good. Yeah. And that was something that she saw yeah. about him personally, that the other Christians where their oil is running out, they don't even know about that. Sure. They don't even know about that. Andrew, I know he's shown you something. Yeah, he has. Um, you know what? Uh, every it's a little bit closer to the mic. I can just. Uh, I, I can do that. <laughs> no, um, like every. I believe everyone they want to hear the voice of God. And something that I've seen personally is 
is that God is actually speaking all the time to everyone. Yeah. He's actually doing more mm. speaking than people actually realize. Yeah. And, you know, like, for example, if uh, someone's looking for direction and someone else comes along and gives them direction, that's God speaking to them. That's right. But they, they just reject it and they say, no, they, they want to hear for themselves. Mm. And God's speaking. Yeah. And they miss God and they miss that opportunity. And the whole time, I'm just, I'm seeing it all the time. God yeah. is speaking all the time to everyone. So that really blessed me. That's really cool. Anyone else that saw something about him personally? I think now would be a good time to show your green card for heaven. <laughs> I, can, I, got the card. <laughs> uh, I can just say what I've actually realized is what I've actually noticed lately as well. Is, I mean, I've actually, I've been applying, is where I've noticed the Lord saying that the person tends to like a magnet, tends to, uh, to gather a lot of clutter and rubbish from the world. They're like, you're born again, but the rubbish of the world is like, mm-hmm. it's stuck to you. And it's like it's actually it's actually dirty everything. Mm. It's like the Lord saying peace or peace, like things and things like do not judge, mm. don't judge. And mm. everything starts falling off. Mm. And you start mm. purifying your life. That's yeah. right. It's like bit for bit. I mean, uh, and, and I've also noticed it's easier like uh, a person can sit in the room and you can mind your own business and you can just feel God's presence. Yes. Yeah. And that that is so beautiful. I mean, like like I was sitting at the school waiting for my kids. I was just sitting in a car and I was just looking at and I felt the Lord's presence right there. Yeah. And I started to chat. Him and, I, and I just said to you, so beautiful, you're so awesome. That's really and, good, boys. And, and you know, like, I can literally feel him now. And, and, and I felt like, you know, that's the Lord showed me there, you know, like, actually, there's no distance, there's no distance between us and heaven. Yes. That's He's right, here. yeah. He's here. I mean, like, and, and that all comes from decluttering yourself. Or oh, actually, yeah. uh, Frank will like like this defrag yourself spiritually, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> defrag yourself spiritually, yeah. from all the rubbish. Yeah. And start purifying yourself. And I'm doing it bit for bit. Yeah. I've started to apply not to judge because I tend to do it a lot in the past. And everything's in seed form, eh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just in case of planting that bit seed. for bit. And I really yes. believe the person will make progress. Marius, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. That's really so good. So I pray for Marius's being answered. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. just kidding. It's, no, it's, that's it's, really cool. Yeah. Can I just share something yeah. else quickly? Yeah. Well, uh, it's got nothing to do with this now. Okay. I'm just loving how and I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but um, we've been directed in the same areas. You know, yeah. we, I was talking about the Holy Spirit. The Lord was talking to you about the Holy yes. Spirit and yeah. intimacy and intimacy. Yes. And and we're talking about cleansing and he's already been speaking to you about cleansing. Yeah. And I just, I just think that is so amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. Because he knows what's coming. Yes. So anyway, guys, uh, we're a little bit over time and um, we're going to uh, close the meeting now. But I want you guys to, to take something away from this. And I want you to act out on this word this week. And I want you to challenge yourself. If you don't have a proper relationship with him yet, get on it. Yes. While you're driving your car, when you get up in the morning, say good morning. Yes. Ask him how was his day. I told, I teased him today. I teased the Holy Spirit. You know, you can tease the Holy Spirit. And I felt like he had a good chuckle with me. I said to him, I'm so glad you're preaching tonight. <laughs> and I did it in, in a sense like, la, la, la. I'm not going to listen to what you say. <laughs> and I, I, I could sense that he really had a good chuckle. I mean, so I challenge you this week, start, communicate with him because... As you do, as you develop that intimacy with him, like Marius said, he's talking to the Lord, but at the same time, there's stuff that's falling off of him. Yeah. When you when you come into his presence, there's things that you want to get rid of. Yes. It's just it's not something that you're trying to do religiously. It's something that you want to do. Yes. If you struggle with anger, then you say, Lord, I know this is wrong. And I know you don't approve of it. And I also don't want it. And I promise you this. He doesn't condemn you for it. No. But it's something that you want to get rid of. Yeah. And you know? deliver you from that. Yeah. Because that's the only way. That That is holiness. Yeah. Yes. That is, and you don't have to get it all right by tomorrow. And let me tell you something. Let me give you something really encouraging. If you are prepared to start right now, if you make a conscious decision to start right now, and you only got but two things out of your life, 
and the rapture to take place. You will go up in the rapture because he will treat you as if you got rid of all, all of it. He sees the heart. Yes. So don't try and get rid of the junk in your own strength. Yes. Do it because you genuinely want a relationship with him and communicate with him. And you by yourself, as you're spending time in the light, the light will show this to you. And the light will show that to you. And you'll want to get rid of it. And guess what? You're going to start seeing things like I described to you, like Megan described, like Andrew described, like Marius described. And that there is a sure. Then you, then you know, man, hey, I mean, he's good books, man. I'm seeing things about him here on the earth. And guess what? You'll go. But don't leave it till the last minute. I'll get to it. I promise you. There's a song by Casting Crowns. Go and listen to it. Go and listen to the words. Slow fade. It's a slow fade. It's a really good song. Listen to the words. When you drift. Yeah. When you drift away, it's little by little. And then eventually it just gets way too hard. Yeah. And then you see, you hear the trumpet and you're checking Megan and myself holding hands going up. <laughs> And you think, man, I should have listened to that song. Because I told him we're going to hold hands when we go She, she said that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, were you guys blessed? Yes. Uh, something I did want to add yeah. is that, you know, ever since we and Shan, we together, I was told the Lord, like, you know what, we always had crutches in our lives. Mm. Uh, I had people in my life, uh, crutches of family. And I believe, like I was telling her, like God is separating from those things that are keeping us back. Yeah. But uh, I, I told the Lord, I know you call us together. You didn't call us for husband and wife. You didn't call us to keep coming call us for your plan and purpose that's it i said how are we gonna do this because i don't i don't i don't really have much when it comes to do it. me and me and i we're both weak in things and the lord says in your weakness i'll be your strength that's right that's and right and that you're not alone because i because I, I, I started to see that the lord is taking away separating us from people that are holding back yeah and you know what god was saying to me that you know now i told the lord all the things that i'm <laughs> that he says you know what in spite of everything i love you yeah he says, my love is unconditional that's yes. right and that when my, my my glory it's like you know it's like a like a water that's coming upon you that's right it's, it refreshes you and like god says i want to pour my love i want to embrace you i want to hold you and i on a wedding day it's like i felt like you know a lot of people feel that when they get in a wedding day uh, the lord is there and afterwards you're on your own i felt the lord was embracing us yeah both me and, I. and many times i was speaking to god he says you're not alone yeah you know that's really good frank that's something that you saw about him yeah that's really good. All right. Let's close the meeting. Father, we thank you so much that we get to be your children. And we didn't do anything to deserve this. It is a decision that you made. Because to be honest, we were lost. We didn't even know you existed. We were out in darkness. And you came and you rescued us. And little by little, every week you are growing us up into you so that we can be more Christ-like and that you are preparing us for that day. And we just got nothing but love for you. And we thank you for everything that you've done for us. We appreciate tonight. We appreciate your presence. We appreciate the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for all of your help. And I praise you, Lord, and I thank you that this word will not return void, but it will prosper in the thing where to you sent it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And as we always say, remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.